Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for, first of all, for who you are. For you are our God, our Lord, strong and mighty. You are our Redeemer, our salvation. Father, we thank you for the wonderful works that you've done in our lives. Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory. And even, God, when times seem such that we don't seem grateful, Lord, we, we want to say thank you, Lord. Father, you've been a blessing. You've kept us and watched over us. Lord, you've been with us when no one else would stand by. You came. And Father, we thank you for that. And Lord, we thank you for forgiving us, keeping us close to you, and not casting us aside. Father, we ask that right now, though, even though we go through, you are our God. There is none like you. There's no one that we can trust like you. For you've been faithful. In the precious name of Jesus, we stand today, O oh God, acknowledging that you alone are God in our lives, from everlasting to everlasting. In Jesus' name we pray. turn with me turn with me real quick to the book of Jeremiah the 29th chapter in the name of Jesus amen amen I need to meet some people in Babylon in the name of Jesus hallelujah Jeremiah Jeremiah the 29th chapter the 29th chapter, the book of Jeremiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Surviving and thriving in Babylon. 
Amen. Amen. If you drop down with me up to 29th chapter, if you drop down to about the 7th verse, reading from the New King James translation says, And seek the peace of the city, where I have caused you to be carried away captive, and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace you will have peace. I'm talking about the surviving and thriving in Babylon. And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. And pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace you will have peace. In the name of Jesus. You may be seated. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. In the name of Jesus. look at it in such a view that we, 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 we're trying to find some peace. We're trying to find our way out, our way through. We're trying to come up and come out. And it seems like on every turn, preacher, that, that, that it seems like there's always a struggle, that there's always a problem, that we've been held back and held down and held captive. It seems like that there's so many things going on in the world today that we have to fight every step of the way, that it is a struggle every step of the way. But I, I, I come to encourage some people today because I believe that I've got some folk who are still in Babylon. I believe that if we look at society itself, we can surmise that it is like a Babylon. In other words, I, I, I need to go back and get some historical perspective and understand that Babylon was a beautiful place. You need to understand that Babylon was mighty and powerful. You need to understand that Babylon was considered one of the seven wonders of the world. That, that Babylon in of itself was a magnificent city and it was a mighty fortress and it was a power to be reckoned with. You need to understand a little bit about Babylon to understand that, that many times the parallels that we look for and seek after, it is, it is strangely and eerie. Uh, 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 in comparison to our world today. In other words, we can look at America and we look at the United States and we can look at all of its power and we look at all of its economic prosperity and we can look at all the things and all the wonders that are in the United States of America and yet at the same time, we feel a sense of captivity that you are not as really free as you think you are. You really can't do the things that you want to do. You are really not able to worship the way that you really want to worship because there are so many things that are binding you and holding you down and holding you back. And if we transition just a little bit 
and go from the physical Babylon into a spiritual realm or social realm, we understand that there are spiritual things that are binding us and holding us and keeping us from the way that we really want to be, that the person that God really wants us to be, for attaining the things that we want to attain, to go to the heights or to ascend to the heights that God wants us to be at. We find ourselves strangely captive and wondering how and why we can get out of this place of captivity such that we might be able to be free to worship God, walk in his power, walk in his authority, walk in his blessing, walk in his grace, walk in his mercy. We want to be free from Babylon. Babylon, Babylon, let me, let me, let me help you here with, with Babylon just for a little bit. In our Bible study the other night, we began to talk about Daniel and his companions. We talked about how they, 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 get, they came to Babylon, were taken to Babylon, and, and, and they decided that they were going to hold on to who they were and what they were and the God in whom they served. And, and they spoke up and began to talk about Babylon and, and recognize that Babylon had some issues. I need to tell you that, that, that somewhere about 626 BC that there was a king in Babylon. And his name was Nebupolassar. And Nebupolassar, I need you, you to understand that Nebupolassar ruled Babylon and made Babylon mighty. Babylon up until this point had been a second-class second-rate city it was ruled by the Assyrians who were to the north and the Assyrians were powerful but in 626 BC that's when Nebuchadnezzar came up and said oh, no 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 we're going to take we're going to take back what's ours and we're going to rise up into prominence and we're going to rise up in our power and Nebuchadnezzar revolted revolted from from the Assyrians and then they became their own power and their own entity I need to let you know a little bit more about Babylon let you know that it stretched from the Persian Gulf all the way to the Mediterranean I need you to understand that that it was it was a vast empire and became stronger and stronger after every place and every country that they would conquer they became stronger and stronger then I need to tell you that somewhere around 605 BC his son Nebuchadnezzar took over and he reigned for the next 44 years. And under Nebuchadnezzar, the, the kingdom became even more powerful. Nobody could rule like they could rule. The Babylonians had control of everything. And the Babylonians decided that we want it all. We want it all for ourselves. Everything that I see, everything that I survey, every place that I place my foot, that's going to belong to Babylon. And they looked their eyes toward Jerusalem. They looked at the people of God and they looked at them and said, it's time for Jerusalem to come down. It's time for those Israelites to come down. And when they conquered them, they carried the captives back to Babylon. You'll find it somewhere around the 137 Psalms when they were taken into captivity. They said, by the rivers of Babylon, we sat down and we wept when we remembered Zion. In other words, we remember the time when we had it good. We remember the time when God was with us. We remember the time when we prospered. We remember the time when we were growing. And we remember the time when God was in control. But now we are weeping by the rivers of Babylon. 
Babylon. We have been taken away captive because in our mind's eye, we got too big for ourselves. We were doing everything we thought we wanted to do. We moved away from God and wouldn't worship God. We wouldn't shout for God. We wouldn't live for God. We wouldn't testify about God. We wouldn't say anything about God. We wouldn't do anything for God. We got too big for ourselves. We come to the worship service and we would sit idly by and never say a mumbling word. As though God didn't wake us up this morning. As though that we didn't have breath in our bodies. As though the blood wasn't still running warm within our veins. As though that God did not keep our family circle from being unbroken. Somebody ought to testify about the goodness of God. That God was a way maker when you couldn't find your way. That God was a burden bearer when you were laden down so heavy. Where God was right there when your friends walked out on you. Somebody came in here looking all pious and proper. Thinking that you are all of that when God brought you out. It's strange how I look at Babylon and I look at the world today. It's strange to see how the captives were taken and they were brought to a place outside of the city walls. And then in this book of Jeremiah, he wrote a letter to the exiles, to the captives who were in Babylon. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that be glad if you're taken away or suddenly find yourself in Babylon. I say that because if you continue reading throughout Jeremiah, you'll find out that the folk who were left behind had it worse than the ones in Babylon. In other words, he said, those folk that were left behind, God says that they were so evil and they were so bad that I'm going to allow them to be utterly destroyed. Be glad for the fact that God saw something in you to remove you out of the place of wickedness. To remove you out of a place where there are other folk doing every kind of sin and every kind of evil all around you. Sometimes God has got to take you out of the place of your comfort zone and put you in another place so that he can work with you, so that he can talk with you. It might not be the place you want to go, but God can put you there long enough so that you might be able to survive. I don't know that there might be a couple of people in here who understand it wasn't until you got out of that family. It, it, it wasn't until the divorce decree was final. It wasn't until you left some folk. Hallelujah. Something that, that, that you, and it was hard when you were trying to make it on your own. Let's not get it twisted. Let's understand that yes, it's difficult. And sometimes you got to scratch and crawl your way. Oh, hallelujah. But you got to tell somebody, ain't nothing wrong with crawling. Because that puts you in the right position to be able to talk to God. When you down on your knees, hallelujah. 
when you bow your head down to the earth and you begin to talk to God, that's when God can do something with you. When you are down crawling in the earth, that's when God can move. When you've humbled yourself and don't have to be brought down by anybody else, that's when God can do something with you. I got to cry sometime. I may have to crawl sometime, but it's all right. Not only am I going to survive in Babylon, but I intend to thrive in Babylon. Hallelujah. Jeremiah, in this 29th chapter, Jeremiah says, I need to talk to y'all. In fact, it is recorded that the letter that he sent to the exiles in Babylon arrived shortly after they did he wanted to let them know that there were some things happening around them that was out of their control he wanted them to understand that there's some things that you can't change when you've been set on this course and god is going to use you for perfection don't kick and scratch and cry about it just roll with it just uh, tell somebody just roll with it Sometimes it's not comfortable for you, but just roll with it. Oh, sometimes when God says no, or when God says wait, you're not comfortable with that answer from God. But I declare if you just roll with it, if you just allow God to work on it a little while longer, work with you just a little while, Tell somebody, just roll with it. You fussing and crying about what folk talking about, what they saying to you. You're talking about all the things that they're trying to put down on you. I declare, just roll with it. Because they can't do nothing with you as long as God has got you covered. Just roll with it. So, you know, roll with it. Roll with it. Don't worry about folk not calling you back. Don't worry what they put out there. Just roll with it. Just roll with it. Jeremiah begins to talk to these people. He sends his letter to the captives. And I, I, I think I want to back up to somewhere about verse 4 verse 4 says thus says the Lord of hosts he's telling them what God has said the God of Israel to all of those who are carried away captive and you might be captive on your job even within your home certainly within this society you are still captive he says whom I've caused now watch he says, whom I've caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. He says, I understand. In other words, and I want you to remember where you came from. Somebody needs to get in their mindset. Even though I may be going through, but I know where I come from.
know that God is my God. I, I know that there's a place in Jerusalem. I know the heavenly city and the heavenly gates have been opened up to me. I know that, that I am of a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen generation. I know that, 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 that God is in me. I know that the Spirit of God has kept me. I know that I am the elect, the chosen of God. I know that Jesus died for me. You need to let folk know that I know where I come from. I may be down right now. I may be going through right now, but I know where I come from. Right now, I'm just a wayfarer. I'm just a pilgrim traveler. I'm just a soul turner. I'm just a person passing through. I'm just going through the valley. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear knowing. Tell somebody my circumstance is just a passing thing. I'm not yet where I'm going. I will get there after a while. As long as God is my God, as long as I know that Jesus died for me, as long as I know in my heart of hearts that he rose from the dead and that he's coming back for me, I know that these, these things too shall pass. I know that my midnight will turn into day my weeping will only endure for a night I know I know I'm here because the Lord has caused me to be Church, I'm trying to tell you that, that even though you may not like the circumstance that you may be in right now, but if you love the Lord and you know that the Lord loves you, you're here because God has allowed you to be brought here. The question is, what are you brought here for? Hallelujah. He says, he says, this is what I want you to do. Here's what you need to understand. He says, Jeremiah says, look here. I, 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 I need y'all to build some houses. Build some houses and dwell in them. Listen, let, 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 me, just, let, me, just, let me just transition just for a moment. I want to go over to the Message Bible. In the Message Bible it says, build houses and make yourselves at home. in gardens and eat what's grown in that country marry and have children encourage your children to marry and have children so that you will thrive in that country and not waste away make yourselves at home there and work for the country's welfare 
for Babylon's well-being. If things go well for Babylon, then things will go well for you. Listen, let, 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 let me transition back. Let me catch a little bit of the NIV. Just a little bit of the NIV. At verse 7, he says, And seek the peace and prosperity. Oh, y'all didn't catch that. The peace and prosperity of the city. Let me jump back to New King James. And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away. There's a theme going on here. There's a thing that God wants us to understand. He says, while you're in Babylon, since you got to be there, stop fretting yourself. Stop getting all nervous and discombobulated. Stop being upset about stuff. But take on a new perspective and start saying, listen, my family's going to increase. My children are going to increase. My, 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 the realm in which I occupy is going to increase. And the New King James it says, so that you may increase there and do not diminish. He says, I don't want you to decrease. I don't want you to get depressed that you don't accomplish anything. Wait a minute, let's leave the physical for a moment and get into the spiritual realm if we can. Because God is saying, while you're in a state of going through, he says, I want you to increase in the power that you have in you. Increase in the spirituality that you have. Don't, don't, don't. He said, and not only just you, get your children and your children's children involved. Get your household involved in worshiping God. He says, I want you to increase not diminish and then he says something strange how is it that we can we can seek the prosperity or the peace of the city in which we are taking captive hallelujah praise god i had a young man stop by yesterday young man stopped by he was all excited oh can i speak to the pastor i say yes i'm he and he wanted to tell me all the things that he was doing and the organization that he was with, all of those good things. Now, 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 now somebody just say, pray for him, Lord. Pray. No, I ain't talking about for him, for me. Because he made, he made a crucial statement. Dr. Jabaldi, am I right? Yeah, amen. He said, he said, well, Pastor, you know we all got to come together because it takes a village. It takes a village to raise a child. I was like, whoa, whoa. And I, and, I, and I kept trying to stop him before the words came out. I said, no, no, don't go there. Don't, don't, it takes, I said, no, don't, don't go there. And, 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 and Brother Gibaldi chimed in and said, look, dude, you really don't want to go there with him. You, you really don't want to. You don't want to do that. He said, oh yeah, I'm a, he was all excited. He, he thought I would jump and be excited about all oh, people coming together around the village to help do what I I said, no, no. I said, young man, let me tell you something. I said, it is not the village that can raise a child. It takes parents. 
It takes dedicated parents. It takes loving parents. It takes godly parents. I said, have you seen what's in the village lately? Do you know the kind of parade that was going on in downtown Toledo on yesterday? Do you understand what the village has to offer? Do you understand that the village is not the one I want influencing my child? See, don't be tricked. Don't be fooled. They want to talk about Toledo pride, but no, no, no. This thing started out as gay pride. And they wanted to come and march and do, and I'm saying, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm about. I'm not about the village coming in, talking to my kids. No, no, I'm not. Listen. I said, have you seen what's in some pulpits lately? Some got to preach. Oh, hallelujah. I'm all for my evangelists that go to the jailhouse, but you're supposed to preach through the bars, not from behind the bars. I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. I, got locked up every now and then but Paul got lock, locked up for injustices not for things not for crimes that he committed maybe I better leave this thing alone just I, look, look here he says he says he said, I, he tried to talk to me about, I said, no, you really don't want to talk to me about the village. I said, because that, that, that we really need to get back to understanding that who's really in charge and responsible for the welfare of our children. And so Jeremiah tells him, he says, look here, he says, give your daughters in marriage, give your sons in marriage. He says, your children, your children's children. He says, I, I want you to get with all of them. He says, and then he says, seek the peace of the city. Yes, yes. And, and, and not only the peace, but the NIV says the prosperity. Yes. In other words, since I'm here, yes. hallelujah, if I got to be here, well, what does it take to have peace? I can't make peace on my own, but it's going to take some compromise. It's going to take some negotiation. It's going to take some prayer. It's going, there's some things that only God can do. And so if, if I look in the history of the world, there's only been recorded approximately 525 years that there were peace in the world where there was no war reported anywhere. And so therefore, I have to conclude that war and peace don't go together, that peace has to come by by divine intervention. There's some things that man cannot work out. Go from physical to spiritual and you start to wonder and start to ask the questions of how can I get some peace? There's some things that are going on in your mind, in your spirit that you can't resolve for yourself. If you were, if you were able to resolve it, you would have went to sleep hours ago. 
but because there's a spiritual warfare going on because there are things happening in the world and around you that you cannot get a settledness about you you've got to struggle and grope through the night trying to make it from day to day hoping that you don't lose your mind along the way peace he said therefore seek the peace and not only the peace but in the niv the prosperity of the city he said since i got to be here in babylon I'm not going to live in squalor. I'm not, I'm not going to be pressed down and oppressed, but I'm going to prosper in Babylon. In other words, the only way for me to prosper in Babylon, because I'm held captive, I've got to go around or circumvent the system. And the only way to do that is to call upon a higher authority than Nebuchadnezzar. A higher authority than the president. A higher authority than the world government, a higher authority than our political system. I've got to call upon a higher authority. If I'm to prosper in the things that are going on in my life and in this world, I've got to call on God. And for us today, we've got to call on Jesus because Jesus paid the price for it all. Because Jesus, when I looked at Jesus, then I began to understand that there's no weapon formed against me that's going to prosper. When I looked to Jesus, that's when I began to know that he paid it all, that even the power of death does not con can hold him or constrain him. I understand when I look at Jesus, that same power is within me. So therefore, I know that I can make it. You can make it. You can make it. Look at it. He says, look, he says, I seek the peace of that city. Oh, I, I'm talking about your, your spiritual city as well as your physical city, the realm, your family, the realm in which you work and pray and all of that. Seek the peace, but don't do it of your own accord. Do it by the power of God. He will do it. He will make a way for you. He says, I've caused you to be carried away. He, understand, he, God says, I caused you. He says, but seek the peace and the prosperity of that city. He says, now, if you seek the peace yes. in Babylon, yes. if Babylon prospers and have peace, you will prosper and have peace. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't that, isn't that a strange thing? I'm, tell, I'm trying to tell somebody, stop having issue with everybody on your job. Stop having issue. Even the folk within your family, stop having issue. Seek the peace and wait. No, no, no. That doesn't mean that you have to call them in and say, let's sit down at this table. And let us pray together. No, 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 no. You need to go to the one who is the Prince of Peace. In the midst of turmoil, seek peace. Listen, it was peace that said, be still and the waters was come. The Prince of Peace spoke. He said, let me just call out who I am and everything got to come to a stop. Jesus just stood up and said, peace. 
I'm announcing who I am. I'm announcing what I am. I'm announcing the power I have. I'm announcing what I can do. And so therefore, when I speak peace, everything has got to come to a stop. Seek peace in Babylon. Therefore, seek Jesus in Babylon. Therefore, seek the anointing in Babylon. Therefore, seek the blood of Christ in Babylon. Therefore, seek the cross in Babylon. Therefore, seek Calvary in Babylon. Therefore, seek Jesus in Babylon. And if Babylon is to prosper, he said, don't just, don't, 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 don't just go to Babylon and think you're just going to ride it out. No, 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 no. If you won't go to Babylon, he says, I, I need you to increase. I need you to prosper. I need you to grow with mighty power. If you go to Babylon, he says, I want you to do some things in Babylon that you haven't done before. And not only that, he says, I, I want you to not forget where you came from and return to a place of worship, return to a place of prayer, return to a place of, of acknowledging and extolling, which means to lift up God. As you lift him up, I will lift you up. Peace and prosperity. He says, seek that in the country where I've taken you. And, and, and let me close with this. Let me just, 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 just finish up with this. I'm, because I want to, again, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, not only do I want to survive in Babylon, but I want to thrive in Babylon. But I got to get you to this point. I got to get you to this. And verse 8, he says, For thus says the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you, nor listen to your dreams, which you cause to be dreamed. Which you cause to be dreamed. Oh, wait a let, let, can, I, can I run back over the message Bible? Message Bible, huh? Kind of like what they have to say in here. Message Bible, verse 8 and 9. It says, yes, believe it or not, this is the message from God of the angel, the angel armies of Israel of God. He says, don't let all those so-called preachers Help me, Jesus. <clears throat> Let me. Holy Ghost. He says, those so-called preachers and know-it-alls who are all over the place. He says, he says, take, he says, he says, take, uh, uh, oh, hallelujah. Take you, don't let them take you in with their lies. Don't pay any attention to, to their fantasies that they keep coming up with to just to please you. If folk telling you that things are all right and you know that it's not, come on. Why you gonna listen to folk that are trying to, 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 to just appease you and make you come? Listen, I hope that I don't make you comfortable in here all the time. I hope I can talk to a few people that says ouch every now and then. I hope there's a few folk in here that say, well, you know, I think he was talking about me. I think I better get my life together 
I've been shucking and jiving. I've been playing with God. I, I, I really don't have a real praise or a real relationship, but I know how to fake it real good. Maybe he's talking to me. And here I show up when something goes wrong. When, when, when there's trouble in my family, when there's hurt, when there's pain, and then I want God to do something, and I put on my saddest face, and I come in because I'm truly humble at this point. I need some folk that know how to get humble before tragedy comes out. I need some folk that know how to worship God before your problem comes. I need some folk that not, that's willing to stand up and shout for Jesus in spite of what you're going through. He says these so-called preachers and know-it-alls. He said, in the, in, in the Message Bible, he says, he said, they are a bunch of liars, yes, preaching lies, and claiming that I sent them. Wow. I never sent them. He said, God says, believe me, I, 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 this is my decree. That you, you, if you study the word of God, you'll know whether it's me or not. He says, this is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up, and not a day before, he says, I'll, he says, I'll show up. In other words, he, he, in the Message Bible, they make it real plain. God said, you're going to go through this. And it's going to be 70 years. And, and, and not a day, not a day sooner. But I want you to know that while you're in Babylon, here's the hope, y'all, that while you're in Babylon, you just increase and you have the power to survive and thrive. While in Babylon, you're going to grow and prosper. Not only that, your family is going to grow. While in Babylon, he said, you just keep on looking toward the day. Don't dread every day from day to day, but look toward the day that the 70 years will be over and know, and know that I'm going to accomplish my word. Know that I am faithful. So for somebody in here, it might be 70 years, but for somebody else, it might be seven days that God is saying to you, you just hold on out another week and I'm gonna show up and I'm going to accomplish everything that I promised you. I'm going to accomplish everything that I foretold you. I'm going to bring you out of Babylon and not only when you come out, you'll be bigger, you'll be better, you'll be brighter, you'll be smarter, you'll be more than God, than you ever were when you went in. Thrive. Thrive is not only just survive, but it's time for the people of God to thrive. It's time for you to add something to your repertoire. It's time for a few more people to come in in the worship power and in the morning when we are preparing for worship to come into the altar of God and just break down strongholds. It's time for a few folk. I'm not, I, I'm not expecting everybody, but I think there's a few people in here that's ready to come in. Maybe you'll show, instead of showing up at 9.30, you'll come in at nine o'clock and say, listen, I got some yokes to break. Pastor, make sure somebody's there to open the door because 
I've got some strongholds to pull down because I'm not just surviving. I plan on thriving in the midst of what I'm going through. I'm not just 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 gonna be here to be a bump on the pew, but I'm going. I'm coming in to extol God, to lift up God, to magnify God, to worship God, to bless God because God has been good to me. Yes, deacons, make sure you get here and the doors are open because I believe that if one person shows up, they can pull down some strongholds that will open up some avenues for their entire family. So we got to be here ready to give God some praise and ready to do God's will. Why? Because Jesus did the will of the Father and he did it for you and he did it for me. That Jesus decided, listen, 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 I got some people that have been weary, wounded, and sad. I, I've got some people that have been going through. I've got some people that have been tried in the fire. I've got some people that have been in the flood. I've got some people who can't find their way. I've got some people who are stumbling and groping in darkness, and they don't know how to come out. But if I go to Calvary's cross, their sins are blocking them. If, if I go to Calvary's cross, their transgressions are blocking them. But if I go to Calvary's cross, all of the things that have been held against them, I can deal with on the cross. In other words, let me die for their sins. Let my blood run for their sins. Let me give up the ghost for their sins. And if they believe in me, if they trust in me, if they know me, if they confess in me, in the parting of their sins, then I will make it all right between God and them because I become their intercessor, because I become their God. I become their king. I become their fortress. I become their salvation. I become their deliverance. And then the people, the people who gave their lives for over 2,000 years, preacher, to Christ because of what he did on Calvary. He said, it basically says, you're no longer just surviving. But now you have access to the tree of life. You're not just waiting to die, but you've been reborn to live. You've got life and now you've got it more abundantly. You're not here just to take up space. You're not here just to breathe the air, but you're here to be a testimony. You're here to glorify God. You're here to tell everybody that Jesus still reigns. You're here because you were chosen. You're here because you've been brought out. You're here because you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost of God. You're here to thrive and not just survive. Be more, do more, praise more, shout more, give more. Be the best that you can be in Jesus' name.
The door to church is open. Come on, deacons. Come on. Altar workers. Come on, ministers.